Greetings Earthlings, today I'm back with a review of a multi-pattern, large diaphragm, handheld condenser microphone. That's a mouthful. That microphone being the Lewitt MTP940CM. If you are interested in this microphone, it will cost you around $600. Like always, I will throw some links in the description down below. And in the sake of full disclosure, I do need to let you know that Lewitt sent me this microphone well over a year ago, free of charge for the sake of making this review. But as far as the setup for this video, I have the microphone running directly into the Focusrite 18i 22nd Gen. My gain is set at around 230. I do have 48 volts phantom power on. I do not have any high pass filter set. I am on the cardioid mode, recording 24-bit 48 kilohertz, and I think that's everything. And I will not do any post-processing. I may have to boost it a little bit in post, though. Check the doobly-doo to see what I diddly did in that regard thing. Okay. And now let's talk about what comes in the box, but y'all know I can't throw this because I'll break everything, so stand in box! Made it all the way to the front door, that's tight. As you just saw, everything comes in a hard shell carrying case. You'll of course get the microphone. You will get a microphone mount as well as a 5 8 to 3 8 inch microphone stand adapter. You'll get a foam windscreen, a zippered storage pouch, a little metal switch flipper button thingy, a little bit of documentation, and one of those Livestrong type of rubber bracelet things. Then as far as the build quality of this mic, it feels absolutely outstanding. It does have an all-metal body as well as a metal mesh grill. As we look around the outside of the microphone, there are no buttons or switches, but you will see this little matrix of LED lights to indicate what all these switches are set to. On the note of switches, once we remove the grill, you'll see that we have all of the switches to adjust the functionality of this microphone. You have a high pass filter selection switch, you have a pad selection switch, you have a polar pattern selection switch, and you have a switch to turn on or off these LEDs. And lastly, if it matters to you, this microphone is made in China. Then as far as the specs of this microphone, it has a wide cardioid, cardioid and super cardioid polar pattern, a frequency response of 20 hertz to 20 kilohertz, a sensitivity of around negative 43 dB, a self noise of 17 dBA, a max SPL of 140 dB, an impedance of 150 ohms, and a phantom power requirement of plus 48 volts. Now I am on the cardioid mode, moving around to 90 degrees so you can hear the off-axis rejection and coloration. Continuing around to 180 degrees, here's what the rear of the mic sounds like. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, there we go. And then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now I am on the wide cardioid mode, moving around to 90 degrees, here's how it sounds from here. Continuing around to 180 degrees, here's what the rear of the microphone sounds like. Continuing around to the second 90 degree angle, not very accurate as I moved around the rear, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. And now I am on the super cardioid mode, moving around to 90 degrees, there you go, that's the side. Rotating around to 180 degrees, there should be a lobe of sensitivity right here. Continuing around and rotating to the second 90 degree angle, and then rotating and ending at the front of the microphone. Now let's see how well this microphone performs in terms of plosive rejection. Please bring pizza pronto, please bring pizza pronto. 
Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Please bring pizza pronto. Now I am right on top of the microphone in cardioid mode without a high pass filter engaged and here is how the microphone sounds. About three inches off of the microphone with it pointed at the corner of my mouth and here's how it sounds. Here we are about six inches away from the microphone with it still pointed at the corner of my mouth, still cardioid and still no high pass filter. Here's how it sounds. About one foot away from the microphone, two feet away from the 940 CM and about four feet away from the microphone. Now I'm typing on a keyboard with Gatoron blue switches to see how much of my voice versus how much of the keyboard it picks up. And now I am typing on the sad W keys for all those folks who are sad and, and W. Here is how the microphone sounds in a well-treated room. There is the microphone right there, and the mic is on the cardioid mode, and here is how it sounds in a completely untreated space. Now let's see how well the microphone and the provided mount reject shocks. So in case you're using this in a studio, I am tapping on my desk so we can hear how much of that it can reject. And then I will tap on the boom arm. And now for the most annoying test that I do, I will go ahead and tap on the body of the microphone to see if there are any kind of resonant frequencies. Now, because this is a handheld microphone, I'll pass it back and forth between my hands so you can hear what kind of handling noise rejection this thing offers. Now, even though I don't recommend it, here is how the microphone sounds when you cup the grill. Really changes the tone of the microphone. Doesn't make it unusable, but definitely does affect it. Here is how it sounds without me cupping the grill. Much, much better, much more natural. And again, cupping the grill just so the front is available or open. There you go. Do not do this unless you want to do it or whatever. Now I want to see how the provided foam windscreen affects the tone of the microphone. Right now, I'm about three or four inches away from the microphone. Cardioid mode in the neutral mode, no high pass filter. And here is how this has been sounding. And here is how the microphone sounds with the provided foam windscreen installed on the microphone. Do you hear the top end becoming attenuated? Do you hear anything funky going on? The best way it should sound is the exact same. You want your foam windscreens to be as transparent as possible and not affect the tone of the recording. And now in order to really hear what the high pass filter can do, I'm about an inch away from the microphone to really accentuate that proximity effect. And here is how it's sounding. I do not have any high pass filters engaged at this time. And there you go. Now I've switched the high pass filter to the first position, which if I am not mistaken is negative 12 dB per octave at 80 Hertz. And here's how it's sounding. It doesn't affect the tone of my voice too drastically, but it does clear up any kind of low end rumble. And now I have put the high pass filter switch in the second position. This is 160 Hertz, negative 12 dB per octave and here's how it's sounding. You can tell that it really starts to affect the tone of my voice and clean up everything. 
down below. You're not going to get any kind of low-end rumble. 60-cycle hum, what's that? It does all of that, but it does affect the tone of the voice or the sound source that you're capturing quite drastically. And now, like we always do, I'm going to do a quick spoken word comparison between the mic we're reviewing and a bunch of other microphones that compete directly with it so we can see how it stacks up against all of the other options out there or a lot of the other options out there. We'll start with the mic we're reviewing. This is the Lewitt MTP940CM, three inches off, cardioid mode, no high pass filter engaged, gain at 230, and here is how the microphone sounds. And first up on the chopping block is one of the most popular microphones of all time, the Shure SM58, $100 cardioid dynamic microphone, no phantom power. I increased my gain to about 415 to be precise, three inches off, and here is how this sounds. Back on the MTP940CM, nothing has changed. Here's how it sounds. Let's jump to the next microphone. Next, we're on another $100 microphone. This is the SE Electronics SEV7, super cardioid handheld dynamic, three inches off, gain still at around 415, and here is how this sounds compared to the MTP940CM. Let's do more tests. Back on the Lewitt again so you can hear how it sounds in between every mic we're comparing it against. This is the Lewitt. Let's jump to the next one. Now we are on the Audio-Technica AT2010, which is a handheld condenser microphone. This costs around $120, I believe, three inches off, gain at three o'clock. And here is how this sounds, 120 versus 600. Do you hear a $480 improvement from the 2010 to the 940? Let's jump back and do more things. Again, just so you can hear how it sounds, this is the MTP940CM. Everything is consistent. Let's go to the next one. Now we are on the Lewitt MTP350CM, which is a much more affordable handheld condenser from Lewitt. This costs around $150. My gain is still at 3 o'clock. I am at 3 inches away from the microphone, and here is how this sounds in comparison to... It's bigger, much more complex, and fully featured brother. Let's do more of these things. MTP940CM again, so you can hear how this sounds as cars outside blare their engines. I hate them so much. Here's how this microphone sounds. Let's jump to the next comparison. Now we're on a handheld condenser mic from Rode. This is the Rode M2. This costs around $180 if I am not mistaken. I am three inches off. My gain is still at three o'clock, and here is how Rode's handheld condenser microphone offering compares to Lewitt's much more complex version. Let's do more comparisons now. I hope you're not surprised. Here is the Lewitt MTP940CM. Very briefly, here's how it sounds. Let's jump to another microphone. Now we are on the Shure Beta 87A, which is another handheld condenser microphone. This is a super cardioid-only microphone. $250, three inches off, very quiet, so I have my gain set at four o'clock, and there you go. Sure, Beta 87A versus the MTP940CM. Let's jump back to the Lewitt. Here we are again, back on the Lewitt. Here is how this microphone sounds. I don't know how many of these we've done. I don't know how many more we're going to do, but here's how it sounds. Next microphone. 
Now I am on another dynamic microphone. This is the Shure KSM-8 Cardioid Dual Diaphragm Mic, $400. And here is how a $400 dynamic compares to a $600 condenser. Let's do more comparison test things now. I hope you all are finding this useful because we've got more to do, but this is the Lewitt MTP940CM. Let's go to another comparison. Now we have finally exceeded the price of the Lewitt. I am now on the Neumann KMS104. This is another handheld condenser microphone, but this is only a cardioid version. I believe they also have a super cardioid version. This costs $700. I am three inches off. My gain is at 330-ish. And here is how this sounds. Neumann's offering versus the Lewitt. I absolutely love how this thing sounds, but let's do some more comparisons. And here we are again, Lewitt MTP940CM, three inches off, nothing has changed. I'm not gonna repeat everything. Let's go to the next microphone. Now we are on one of the most realistic sounding microphones that I've ever used. This is the Earthworks SR314. It is very heavy. I am three inches off. My gain is at one o'clock. Condenser microphone, cardioid, polar pattern, and another $700 microphone. Here is how the Earthworks sounds compared to the Lewitt. Let's jump back to the Lewitt and do a couple more comparisons. Lewitt, again, I don't know how many more of these we have to do, but I hope it's just a few, if not one. I'm even rhyming at times. It's, that's how crazy I'm getting. I wonder if anybody was betting that I'd be getting crazy or ing. Next mic. Now we are on what I believe is the most expensive dynamic microphone out there. This is the Sennheiser MD441U. This costs $1,000, a $1,000 dynamic microphone. I do not have the high shelf engaged, but I do have the high pass filter in the first position, so it is not too aggressive. I am three inches off. My gain is at 100%, and here is how this sounds. If I'm not mistaken, this is super cardioid, super cardioid. There you go, $1,000 handheld dynamic versus a $600 multi-pattern condenser microphone that is handheld as well. We have one more comparison to do. Can you guess what it's going to be? And I believe we have one last comparison to do. Here is how the Lewitt sounds, just so you can understand it. Let's jump to the last mic. And finally, we are on the Neumann U87AI, a multi-pattern large diaphragm studio condenser microphone. This costs $3,600. I am on the cardioid mode, no filters, no pads engaged, 48 volts on, gain at 11 o'clock. And here is how a studio industry standard sounds compared to a stage condenser microphone. There's going to be quite a difference, but do you like one more than the other? Who knows? Who knows? Which of these microphones did y'all like the best? Let me know in the comments and let us jump to the music test. <laughs>
I have got nothing to sing about, so I will say I've got nothing to sing today. I know the lyrics are getting quite repetitive, but what do you expect out of somebody who's not a songwriter who makes one of these stupid songs every single week? Same chords, same lyrics. That's what you're going to get. Let's go to the outro. Okay, as far as handheld microphones go, I think that Lewitt has made one of the, if not the most versatile stage microphones that I've come across. But as far as the pros, first up we have the versatility of this mic that I just mentioned. That's achieved through the multiple high pass filters, the multiple pads, and the multiple polar patterns. The off-axis coloration on this thing was also very minimal. The background noise rejection and ambient noise rejection was also very respectable. The handling noise on this thing was very quiet and easy to work around. And as far as the materials, they are acoustically dead and don't really have any kind of ringing to them. But then as far as cons, the microphone didn't do a very good job at plosive rejection, and also due to the very big boost to the treble and air, it does sometimes get a little bit sibilant. Sibilant. But now to dive a little bit deeper, what are my thoughts and opinions of this microphone? On the electric guitar, I rather liked it, especially on the rhythm guitar. The bass wasn't too overpowering, it wasn't loose, it wasn't muddy, the mids were extremely clear, and the top end had a bit of bite, which is exactly what I like on my electric guitar, especially for more aggressive sounds. But at the same time, that bite comes back to bite us in the rear. When we hit those higher notes on the electric, it does get a little bit unpleasant and a little bit piercing. Next up for the acoustic guitar, I found the lows and the mids to be really nicely balanced. And then you have the top end, which is really shiny and articulate, really captures a lot of detail and information from the strings. And I really enjoyed it on the acoustic guitar. Next up for singing, that's where I liked this microphone the best. The low end wasn't overpowering, but at the same time, it was still there and created a nice amount of support and weight for the rest of the vocals. In the mids, it was nice and smooth, but also really clear. And then the treble and air are really what set this apart from the standard dynamic that is used on stage. It is so airy and open and shiny and lively and active sounding. It's just not the typical sound you get from a dynamic on stage. And it's going to be really exciting for a lot of people because of that. And lastly, for spoken word, it has a clean bass section, but it still has a bit of heft to it. Then the main thing that stood out to me was the midsection. It is very open sounding. It is very roomy sounding and not in the sense of picking up the room, but it doesn't sound claustrophobic at all. It sounds very realistic in the midsection. And then when we listen to the top end, you have that same thing that I just mentioned with singing. It is very airy, very detailed detailed, very articulate, although I do think at times it can get a little bit too sibilant. And to wrap up, would I recommend the Lewitt MTP940CM? Yes, I would. I will start by saying that there are a lot of amazing options when you're looking at microphones around $600. When you're looking at handheld condensers, you have the Earthworks SR314 and the Neumann KMS105, 
All of these microphones sound quite different, so if you're basing your decisions solely on the tone of the microphone, that's going to come down to your personal preference. But if you are basing your purchasing decision on versatility, that's where I think the Lewitt really sets itself apart from the competition, the Neumann, and the Earthworks. Pretty limited, one polar pattern, no pads, no high-pass filters, the Lewitt offers all of that. So if that is something that you need in your handheld condenser microphone, I think the Lewitt offers it and it sounds really great. All right, I think that's gonna wrap up for today, but I would love to hear from you. Did you like this microphone or did you dislike it? Which of the microphones that I compared it against was your favorite? Also, if you found this video fun, interesting, or helpful, go ahead and give me a thumbs up. If you hated it, give me a big old thumbs down. You can also subscribe to the channel if you want more mic reviews and audio gear reviews. I put them out once a week. Subscribe, click that I, that bell thing if you want some. You want to be notified of them. We got a Discord too. Why do I have an accent? Podcastage.com slash Discord. You can go over there and check that out. And if you want to support the channel and become one of these amazing people over here, you can do so by clicking that join button or going to patreon.com slash podcastage and joining at the $5 tier or higher. They all really do help me continue to bring you these videos. So thank you all very much. And thank you for coming by, watching, listening to the very end. You're an amazing human being. All right, that's that's it for today. I'll, I'll talk to you another day.